Welcome to another episode of Classic Talks, where we subscribe to a next play mentality, engaging in crucial conversations, challenging each other to take our very next step, sharing common knowledge to improve commonwealth, becoming a clearer version of ourselves so that we can embrace growth. We must accept the process so we can appreciate the outcome, one conversation at a time. I am Dr. Classic. Let's talk about it. To be well-informed and particularly about a topic that's not widely known or understood is considered being in the know. Considering the climate of the country, the world, being in the know is not a common state. With the rapid change and normalcy, you have to be diligent, conscious, intentional, even understanding the changes around you and how they impact you and the community in which you live. In the building and here for the talk, my co-host Jared McFarland, financial champion. What's going on, Mac? Hey, how you doing? I am good, man. We we are lined up here to have a good conversation about people really being in the know and, and what that means and and when when you're not in the know, what needs to happen for you to stop, take a moment, reflect, and get yourself to a place where you can be in a situation where you really are conversating about things that matter, where you really are making making a play when we think about next play mentality, actually getting yourself to a place where you feel empowered enough to make actionable change so that you can do something different for yourself or even the people around you. And being in a no has a lot of different facets, but being in a no is one of those things that we need to make sure that we're talking about because as this world is rapidly changing, uh, there are a lot of folks that are going to be left behind uh, because they, they just didn't get to that spot. So I think we have a good story and a storyline to talk about through today. And we're just going to see where it takes us. How you been doing? I'm doing good considering uh, the environment we're in, but, you know, it's been a a good time to reflect on some things. And I'm glad we're having this conversation today because there's a lot of things that I want to point out, at least that were evident in my life and some changes that I made moving forward so we can come out of this doing a lot better than we were when we went in. Absolutely. Well, well, let's just kick it off. Let's get started right into it. Um, one thing I, I do want to make sure that we talk on today, uh, and we always we always leave with this thought, but I want to I want to start there is we have to be in the in the know about making a play. We have to be in a know about really having some action behind some of our words. We're, we're in a place, and like you said, uh, given what's going on in today's world, we're in a place where there are a lot of things changing and changing very rapidly. And, and I don't want us to look up and we be left behind. I don't want us to look up and we're, we're not moving with, with the grain and we're, we're fighting to get back to just a starting line. And folks have already left that starting line because they were quick enough to be able to, you know, drive some action. I want to make sure that folks are in a place where this is some reflection time. There's enough going on with coronavirus, with the unrest in America, social unjust, uh, more police brutality, more uh, just crazy nuances that are happening. Our, our Trump can't get any more, you know, I never want to call anybody stupid or dumb, or he, he just can't be any worse of a, a public figure or hold this office uh, and continue to do what he's doing. Uh, but as these things are moving around us, how are we going to embed ourselves to be better today? better than yesterday, better for tomorrow, and, and really truly giving ourselves a stance where we can say, let's have some action. Let's do something about what's happening uh, in our community, what's happening with us, and really give ourselves uh, just a chance to be free in our space. And, you know, I always use the word free very seldomly, but uh, free to be able to, to make ourself um, 
really, I would say catalyst, catalyst for change, understand that change is inevitable, understand that change is coming, um, but really believing that our story has value because when we get together and we talk like this and you and I talk a lot, we have to be willing to know that where we are is relative, where we're trying to go is relative and how we get there is is most relative, I guess, if you want to say the least. Oh, absolutely. And I think that this is a time where with the whole world slowing down, uh, we've had to focus on what's really important, right? So we haven't had all the distractions or anything. And the one thing that you got to understand about change, it's going to happen on a very uh, micro level. And what I mean by that, it's going to happen in the home. So if you're at home and there's nothing else to do, it's your responsibility as the the leader, the provider, the architect, the protector of your family to start implementing change that you want to see uh, happen in this world. So it doesn't matter if that's uh, going back and forth with your spouse, doesn't matter if that's going back and forth with your children or all of the above. We have to be exemplary in that change and come out doing better, because if everyone takes care of home first, we're going to see that bleed into society and we're going to have a better society moving forward is what I believe. And that's a good point. Like one thing that people get frustrated with when they're looking at when they're taking or being inundated with all this news and what's happening around the world is people don't know where the starting spot is. And you you hit home with saying things like change happens in the home. To me, to me, that's where the most important conversation is going to take place. That's where you're going to change your mind. That's where you're going to react or, or or be proactive about how you position yourself, how you position your family. Um, change is going to happen one conversation at a time. It's not going to be people seeing people upset and riding in the streets and then just feel like, hey, I'm about the I'm about the movement too. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that changes one in your mind and and then two in your heart. Like there is a place there that you're right. If we can start to at least have the conversations at home with our spouses, our significant others, our children our friends that come come in and out you know what i mean if we can start that conversation that's really where the change is going to take place that's a that's a good a good intro for are you in the know and people need to be in the know of where can you impact change and where does it start that's a good point mm-hmm. and, and i think uh just some simple techniques is just resetting yourself you know we've the world slowed down you got time to reassess and really take a look in the mirror and see exactly who you are. Um, I challenge everyone to write down uh, some of the things that they aren't happy in their life about. And I challenge them to write down some some goals, aspirations, and objectives that they want to accomplish. And just look at that list uh, daily. Look at it uh, before you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, and just cross one thing off at a time. Because right now, the whole world is on the 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 civil unrest that's going on in in America right now. And as I mentioned, it starts in a home. If you can get your family aligned and it's taking one small step at a time, right? The old saying is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So if we can just say, okay, we're going to be better today than we are yesterday, or we're going to make a 1% change every week, right? Get the compound effect that 1% has become something very significant a year from now. And it could be on anything from health. It could be on uh, uh, personal reflection. It could be on uh, losing weight. It could be on your finances. It could be on a better relationship with your children, a better relationship with your spouse. We have to just put our best foot forward and make sure that we're being very intentional with our intent and our time. And I think that that's worked wonders for me. Um, It really let me know 
what I was doing and what I wasn't doing, more importantly, as a father, as a provider, um, you know, as a financial champion in my industry and things of that nature, I got to hold the mirror up to myself and say, you know what? I could do this a lot better. How do I become renowned? You know, how do I get the title of best father of the year? How do I get the title of, uh, uh, you know, perfect man and all of these things? And I started working on that, but it started with me. It started with self. And that's the hardest thing to do is to start with yourself, hold yourself accountable and be disciplined. It's very hard. And it's very hard to stay focused. I mean, that's like a full time job staying focused because there's so much, as you mentioned, uh, coming at us from every angle. We're being bombarded with uh, social media, with radio, television, uh, you know, the, the water's no good. The food's no good. Negative talk on this and that is everywhere. Yeah, man, you make a good point. And it's so man, you ha- we can break. 90% out of what you said and make a different podcast for each, you know, we can have a different ap- episode for each situation. Um, and really with like that self-reflection piece, you know, what I have learned just moving from the education industry to the health industry. So I'm dealing with, and one side we're dealing with youth, right. And then on the other side, we're dealing with uh, just how do we take care of patients? How do we, you know, put the best physician in front of you that matches up to what you need with everything there, I found out that people's experiences and their access to things have changed how they see the world, right? So it's one of those things where people have to know that there is better. People have to know that there are goals that need to be worked on, that there is work to be done for us to be able to switch over and change. Like you had the understanding, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sure what got you there to say, like, I need to look in the mirror and see the man I am versus the man I'm trying to become and figure out what that roadmap looks like to get there. If we can get a few people to just look in a mirror and start just with self, like you're saying, to say, this is where I am. This is what I know about myself. This is what I don't like. This is what I do like. Uh, this is where I'm planted. These are whatever you want to call your resources. These are things that my, you know, these are my goals, my list of, of things I want to accomplish. Just that mentality alone can be great. What what I've run into is we, ha- we don't have a lot of examples if we don't go looking for them. So mm-hmm. part of this unrest is like seeing, you know, black people in certain places. I, I get that mentality because, when I'm talking to the youth, so when I was able to be in education, I'm talking to the youth, they don't have those examples. So things go how they see them or what they have access to. And if we can't get that that conversation to start at home or if we can't get folks to know that, hey, something starts with you, it got to be inside of you. You have to be curious. You have to be intentional. You have to work to get to that next place and reflect. Um, it, it doesn't happen seamlessly, man. And, and it's a it's a waste because we have so many talented people around us. Uh, we have so many different things to offer to each other. Our differences are what's going to be valuable in us growing. Um, but we can't see past those things sometimes when we don't start with self and, and kind of reflect and have a direction. Some of us are just kind of swinging by the bits and we know whatever happens or comes our way, it happens by happenstance. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. You can align yourself. Of course, you can run into some pitfalls. But if you align yourself to have goals, write out your vision, put things on paper, try and execute, like you said, be one percent better uh, than I was the day before, or the week before. Man, that, that's that's a tremendous feat. There, that's that's some things that, as a people, if we can mobilize, and that's probably part of being in the know is that we cannot do it one individual. Mm-hmm. 
at a time. You know what I mean? Like it has to be one of those things where we mobilize and we're really getting to not necessarily think alike, but combine strengths and combine what we have to offer to say like, this is the direction we should be going and this is how we help everybody in the line. This is how everybody gets to the next place. Um, So I'm with you on that. Uh, Even when you think about like reassessing, as you said, people have to understand that that is a part of growth, that all this stuff is not going to come, you know, when people go from point A to point B, it's not a straight line, but just reassess where you are and know that there's going to be chaos in the middle of change, be able to understand what you will and won't tolerate and and Mm. try and figure out how to get to that next step, that next goal. And you, you wrote it out beautifully. Um, and some of that starts with your habits. I think people think that you just wake up differently and, and you don't, you have to embed some habits, uh, reading 20 minutes a day, working out 20 minutes a day, you know, changing your environment. Like that stuff has to be intentional. It's not on, it's not on accident that these things occur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think that one of the biggest things you have to understand is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you're going to make these changes and just something small, right? It could start off with, uh, I'm going to watch what I put into my body, right? Because, and I think we talked about this before, everything is, is interconnected and interdependent on each other. So like your, your body, um, your spirituality and your beliefs, your family, your business, all of those things are intricate parts of who you need to be for things to be successful and to vibrate on that level. So if one of those things are missing, you're not firing on all cylinders. But, you you know, like for me, it's easy to say that I want my business to be a certain place. And it sounds uh, counterproductive not to focus on my business, but that's exactly what I need to do. So for me, making sure that I'm a better father, uh, a, a better a fiance or boyfriend or whatever my title is, right? Uh, <laughs> whole other discussion. But oh, another it, talk. It, it, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's making sure that I'm being better in all those areas. And the lagging effect is my business. You know, working on my diet, working on my body, because you start to vibe differently, and I, I think you get a, a moment of clarity that comes to mind. Um, and I think it's what what it re- reminds me of for those of you who are athletes or who do anything physical, like the feeling you get after you work out, right? You know how you feel good and your your endorphins are flowing and all of that. When you start aligning your life the correct way, you you start getting those feelings without the exercise, and it really feels good. But mm-hmm. it's very 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 hard and. Um, staying disciplined is probably the hardest thing to do. A lot of people don't write down their goals. They don't have a roadmap, so they never get there. Because if you're not being intentional about, hey, this is what I want to do in three, six months, a year, 18 months, 36 months, it will never happen because it's really just a pipe dream. You know, there, there's no way to reverse engineer something that you haven't written down to hit that target. You're just going out here throwing, you know, darts at a wall and expecting to hit a bullseye. You'll never hit a bullseye, (laughs) you know, and that's how you have to treat your life. Yeah. Good point. And the the big thing there is just that discipline. A lot of people um, that I talk to, I have an opportunity to talk to, you know, professionals. I have an opportunity to talk to friends. I have an opportunity to talk to, you know, just people just who are walking past you. I know, you know, we're, we're six feet distant right now, but just people who you just share common space with. And one thing that I found is that discipline shows up 
when you're not disciplined, right? So what I mean by that tug of needing to be disciplined will show up in areas when you're not. One of one of the things that, that you said was things are, are intertwined or interconnected. That's a good point to make. Like you can't be, I think folks think, oh, as long as I, I am a solid dad at home, uh, I can be undisciplined in my finances. That eventually drips over into you being a good father. And I, and I know it's, and, and not to just point at like, that was, that's an example. I'm not saying money makes you different, but when you get stressed out about finances because you're not disciplined, you don't leave the stress on finances. The fi- the stress drips into your household. It drips mm-hmm. into you being a parent. So mm-hmm. if you, you're not disciplined in your workout, you can't get up and, and knock out those 16 goals because you're tired, you're unhealthy, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you know what I mean? You don't have the same discipline uh, across the board. And, and one thing that I learned in order to level up, you're going to have to leave something behind, but leveling up also requires a level of discipline and you have to be able to take care of your schedule. You got to be able to take care of your mind. You got to be able to take care of the people around you because they need to make sure that you, you know, you're leading them. And I'm thinking my household at this point, you know, my child at this point, a significant other at this point, like I want to be a leader at the same time. And that involves discipline. Uh, so you make a really big, a big piece. One thing that I, I've, I've focused on with discipline for myself is that, that we're going back to reflection. I have to reflect in different areas of my life. But just like you said, I actually write them down. Um, you you told me something really valuable that that I, pu- I put a sticky note on my my screen when you wrote it. And I've been using some of my my principles on how I look at myself to go through, you know, body balance, you know, those things of mm-hmm. making sure that I'm in line there. Not that I don't fall short on some things. It's sometimes where, yeah, I'm grabbing for the cookies on days that's not my cheat day. (laughs) And I I got to just remember that, listen, the more discipline I have, if you can be disciplined now, you won't fall into that line that people say, you know, temporary satisfaction leads to traumatic disappointments. Mm -hmm. It's going to be such a sad day for me to look in the mirror and say I was the reason why I wasn't successful. It was my discipline that didn't get me there. Oh, and, and absolutely. And I always tell people it's just like anybody that's uh, v- very uh, th- they're an avid weightlifter or, you know, gym rat or something like that. It's one of those things where we say we're not happy in in areas of our life, which cause extreme discomfort and, and pain. Right. But so does working on that. Um, to get better. If, if you're using this in context of going to the gym, yeah, it hurts to get on a treadmill, try to run three miles or to get in shape. You eat a cookie, 200 uh, uh, calories, but you're on a treadmill for 35 minutes to burn 200 calories, right? It hurts. So either way, it's going to hurt. But if you choose to do the latter in this instance, which is work on your health, long term, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. And now this is going to become a standard of life versus you trying to jumpstart your life. And, Absolutely. and you got to apply it to everything with the relationship. I mean, you know, we often get caught up in we're married or we're, we've been together. We're in a committed relationship. We live together, whatever the case may be. And you stop dating your spouse or you stop doing the things that you did to get that person. And that's wrong, too, because yeah. you owe them that. Right. And that's just like sometimes we get comfortable. We get out of shape. That's not how that person met you. You owe that person, <laughs> you know, how they initially right. was attracted to you. If you had a right. six pack and you was in great shape, you owe that to your spouse to keep that going because maybe that's what initially caught her eye before she realized your character under that, you know? So don't cheat your spouse. 
you know, so it, not only are you cheating yourself, but you're letting everybody else down is, is basically what I'm trying to say. And and we got to be more conscious of that. We got to uh, really work on on our mental. Right. So we've talked a lot about the physical, but our mental needs to be strong, too. And we got to understand Man. that we take a lot of losses and we got to know how to how to grieve properly, how to get over things properly and how to move forward. And a lot of us don't. You know what, Mac, when I was thinking about trying to get my talking points and things that I wanted to research and be really prepared for a conversation like this one, I kept pointing into that mental health piece. You and I have touched base on this several times. And I'm like, man, something there about the mental health piece. I, I work in the, in the healthcare industry. And one thing that I'm, I'm, I have a, an inundation of numbers, right? You're always looking at data. You're always, what's high this week? Who's catching this this week? You know, what was the testing like this week? I've been finding myself looking over in our mental health areas just to see, you know, what folks are coming through the door to get support. Where's behavioral health going? And, and one thing that I learned is that people do not look at their mind as a, like they would a body part. What do you do when you sprain your ankle? What do you do when you break your arm? What do you do when you can't, you know what I mean? You, you got a bad cough and, you, and you're not feeling well. Like you go in and get that checked out. And, and I'm not saying to the people who just like, I'll never go to the doctor, but I'm saying in realistic terms, mm -hmm. think about if you broke your hand, right? Right now you broke your hand. You're going to go get that checked out and think about how that affects you from being productive, let alone you break your 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 predominant hand, right? So if I'm right-handed and I break my right hand, I'm going to be cut off to a number of things or it's going to take so much more uh, energy and effort to be able to get things done that were usually probably simple and just at the reach of, of me. But if you think about your hand as your mind, when your mind is broken, you can't get anywhere. And we have to understand, and, and one for men, and I'm glad that you're on this call, men don't check in with themselves. Men don't grieve properly a lot. You know, we get to the place where we don't give each other freedom to be who we are. We're, we're taught that emotions are weak in men. You, you can't convey this, this type of sensitivity. You, you know, you're like a girl if you're this. It's almost like men is this huge, being a man is this huge facade and not until you're dominating or leading or controlling somebody are you truly that man. And we have to get away from not checking in with our minds. We have to get away from not giving our minds the time it needs. There mm -hmm. are things that happen to us realistically that need some time to process and if we don't give ourselves the right time and you say grieve appropriately or get over things appropriately or give things their true value and understand that you know i'm not giving myself any mm -hmm. more time to think about it i don't want to put any more energy into it Mm -hmm. Until we can get to a place where we can get our minds to be like we would do any other limb and get it treated and make sure we check in and, and we get put deposits in and we build it up, man, we, we, we're we not going anywhere. We're going to be stuck in a place and, and mental health is so real. I put up a post. Uh, I know you hear it a mil million times, but we got to believe it a million times and we got to know when our mind is locked up or when our mind is not in a good place, nothing we want to do is going to follow great. I don't care if you're working out hard. I don't care if mm -hmm. you're being a good husband. I don't care if you're trying to be a great dad or be a good business partner. When your mind breaks, everything under it suffers because you're looking through a broken lens. It's, it's guaranteed that way. It's set up that way. And we have to be people enough, whether it's man, woman, we have to be people enough to stop and say, I need some support. Seeking help is not a form of weakness. That's one piece that to get in a know about no matter how your community or your circle has it set up for you to be you know a strong man or a strong woman when you are not at your best mentally you can't be your best for yourself or anybody else
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really like that. And it's one of those things where part of, of maturing is being vulnerable. And that's going to go over a lot of people's head. But And that's on oh, every yeah. level. If you can't understand the process and understand that I'm vulnerable to this because I'm giving it my all, then you're really not giving it your all. So you, you're going to what you give is the results you're going to get. So if you're giving half your time to something, you're going to get a half ass result, you know, and that's just yeah. how it works out. So don't cheat yourself on any level, even, you know, putting yourself out there in a relationship or, you know, come to the forefront and saying, hey, you know what? I'm battling depression or something's off. Something's not yeah. right. It doesn't make you a weak person to go talk to somebody because, you know, especially in our community, we've we've been taught um, indirectly and subconsciously that, you know, it's not okay to talk to anybody. So you got a lot of people that's yep. going out here, yep. they're undiagnosed, they're underdiagnosed, they're self-medicating, and it just pushes the problem further and further. And then it rears this ugly head in a business partnership, in a committed, serious relationship, yep. in other, yep. in, you know, instances in our life when you're like, whoa, where did this come from? You know, like I didn't know any of this and now we're three years into whatever we're doing and now this is what I'm dealing with, right? That's not fair to the other person. 110 percent man all if you think about what people character defects are they're just in, un, unidentified or unaddressed uh insecurities i'm looking I, I looked at data this week and i and I always go on adult prevalence or mental health in america prevalence data there are 18.57 percent of adults struggling with mental health that 18 sounds low right that's 45 million americans Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you know understand what I'm saying? So if you think mm-hmm. about it, if, if every third person you pass are either an undiagnosed mental health case or reverse it out of one out of every five people that you talk to, 45 million people, somebody ha- is dealing with some kind of form of mental health or they're dealing with some kind of mindset or, or mental stagnation that is really probably costing them the happiness in their life that they're looking for. What we do is... We try and talk ourselves out of being sick. We talk ourselves out of being, needing help. We talk ourselves out of seeking help. And then we create all of these uh, fictitious routes of getting things done. And we're just working against ourselves, making it harder for us to be productive and making our mind even more stressed out under mm-hmm. the conditions that we're putting it in versus just saying, let me just get some help. We have to be okay with being a healthy people and, and, Part of being healthy is making sure your mind is is healthy. I, I put up a post that was like, listen, bro, just cry. I need you to heal. That's part of the uh-huh. healing process. And, and you said it loud uh-huh. and clear. Vulnerability is not for weak. It, you, in order for you to get to your next step, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to open up. You're going to have to leave something on the table. And you're going to have to be okay with how people swing back at you. But you can't do mm-hmm. that, not 100% in your mind. You, it just is one of those things that's just too hard to tackle. Mental health is real. And, and you're right. It's one of those things that, folks, if you can get in the know, being to know about how you feel, being to know about what you can tolerate, being to know about what makes you who you are. And it's okay to take a break from things, not answering the text, not going out to meet somebody, not um, mm-hmm. you know, doing things that you think people want you to do. You have to live life for yourself and, mm-hmm. and not make and you gotta be on that list of people you want to take care of, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, and I would even challenge everybody to take a week off from social media. Take a oh, week yeah. off from oh, yeah. TV. Take a week off from the radio. You know, 
and just see how you feel because a lot of what happens is social media creates a lot of anxiety in people. Oh, it yeah. makes people depressed. It adds to the symptoms because you're seeing everybody on there flexing and living their best life, putting their best foot forward all the time. And you're under the the perception that that's their real life. Like they never have any problems. They're never going through anything. Oh, they're just balling and doing great all the time, which all is the, the furthest time. thing from the truth. Right. And if you're, if you can't separate that, then you start comparing, well, Oh, this person's younger than me. Why am I doing this? Or why haven't I went there? Or why haven't I accomplished this? And it creates a lot of just anxiety and stress in your own life when you don't need that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I don't know if you see my post today. I put up uh, live life and really love life. Two things that prevent us from happiness is living in our past and observing others. Social media is a great place to give you a roadmap to both. They mm-hmm. share your memories. <laughs> so mm-hmm. on, on, on today, three years ago, you posted this and you might be in a completely different place and you look back and you like, man, I really missed that girl or man, I really yeah. had money then or I really, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. one of those things where stay out the past and then stop observing others. You make a good point. Uh, one thing I want to talk about today when we think about being in a no is conforming versus transforming, right? When we get on our social media and we're scrolling through our thread, if you don't have a a subconscious and a conscious understanding of really who you are and, and, and what you need or want out of life, you're conforming when you scroll. You're making decisions based off of a post you see as you're scrolling. Uh-huh. And that's the outside in type of change. And what, what we do know is that in order to you know have sustained change and have sustained mobility, you have to transform from the inside out. So when I scroll on my social media and I had to teach myself this, this was not a, soon as I got on social media, I just got it and understood. That's why we're talking about it now. I was conforming 100% when I first got on social media. Oh, that makes sense. I'm with that. Oh, yeah, uh, that's exactly how I should be. Dang, everybody's a philosopher. You know what I'm saying? Everything, right? But that's the opposite. When I when I get on social media now, like you said, my goals have been written down. I'm trying to think of my vision through. And I'm also saying, how is this post aiding that, supporting that, defeating that, making me feel bad about that? Because what people don't understand is scrolling gives you a thought. And after you have a thought, you get a feeling. And that feeling is what makes you feel happy, sad, glad, you know what I mean? Excited mm-hmm. for people. And a lot of times we look at, we look over to the left. How does such and such get to go on a vacation, get a brand new car? They they got a man now. And, and it's more or less that you're looking to the left, taking your eyes off your lane. Mm-hmm. But you're only seeing the side or the picture and the outcome. A lot of what this podcast is about is really talking about the appreciation for the process and really what that journey is. Because even your man, and, and I and I love him to death, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, he said that the reward is in the process. It's not oh, about absolutely. the outcome. That's where you're getting a reward that is in that journey. And, and people are always not posting their journey, but you have to know when you're scrolling that this there was a journey to get to that piece. And, and you have to respect your journey. You got to respect your process. And that's where your gains and growths are going to come from. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as you accept the process Man. and you enjoy the process, that's where you're going to see a mindset shift. And it, it took me a while to understand that. Um, with everything from relationships to business. But now that I know that, um, I, I do this thing called, uh, that I got out of a, a, a book. It's a very good read. If you guys get a chance, it's called, um, 
it'll come to me in a minute. It's called front sight focus, right? So basically what that means is having your focus in the forefront of your mind and it, it anticipating things that potentially could happen and probably will happen and still being able to stay focused and drown out all the noise around you and really focus on what you're trying to do. I'll give you an example. Um, the easiest thing could be um, analogy I could give you is imagine if you're on a very strict keto diet or something like that and you go to a barbecue and it's just cracking. I mean, four grills, smokers, everything going on. People all oh, eat this, eat this. Imagine how that feels, right? When you got that front side focus, it doesn't matter what's going on there. You're going to make sure that you adhere to your diet. So it doesn't matter. All those smells and good looking ribs and stuff, none of that matters. So when you apply that to your life, your relationship, when you got your eyes on one woman or one man, and that's all that matters, doesn't matter what's around you, watch how your life will multiply because of the energy you're pouring into that person. You know, if, if you relate it to your schoolwork, hey, I need to graduate, I need to finish my PhD or, or, or my, my undergrad, you know, this semester, I'm not partying. <laughs> you know, it's just have that type of focus. And when you start, having a myopic focus and just narrow-minded tunnel vision on one thing only at a time, your life is going to grow by leaps and bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I have um, a conversation with a lot of folks. And one of the things that I've come to figure out, and I know, I think you've taken a look at the book, uh, the Stephen Covey book, you know, Seven Habits of Highly mm -hmm. Effective and Successful People Really there is a cadence that they carry about themselves and it's and it's kind of you know pointing towards that focus that you're talking about you have to know what the ultimate goal is you can't let this temporary satisfaction creep in that's what we've gotten to with a lot of our scrolling it's like how quick can i get to satisfaction anything that's quick is probably not going to be indefinite you know what i mean like mm -hmm. anything that's quick is probably not going to last you for a very long time but how do you discipline yourself? We, that, that discipline word again. How do you structure yourself? Need structure. I think folks think that sometimes you can just swing by the hip and then it pops up. It doesn't. There's a structure that, that you have to follow. But how do you get into these habits of yourself? They're saying things like, I have a goal and everything that I'm doing, I need to be able to make sure it it empowers this goal and everything that's not going to get me to that that outcome i have to do away with it for a time that's been a lifelong lesson for me as an athlete because there is always a goal at the end of the year you want to be the people that's standing at the top of that mound with the ship right you want to be mm -hmm. the champion you want to have gotten a lot better than you were this year you want to be uh, the best athlete and teammate you can be for the person standing next to you that's a life thing for me. Like I, I, I get to a place where I'm focused in on one thing and it almost scares me how great I can be. And that's, that's, that's that fear component that sometimes sneaks in and you like, man, being great or shining that light, Marion Williamson, allow your light to shine. It empowers others to, to, to allow their light to shine. You have to not be afraid of it, man. You take that bull by the horn, you focus in and, and you have to create your own celebratory moments. Like a lot of times we get so focused in on work that we don't turn around and celebrate. And then what happens is we're, we're not happy with our process. We're not happy with the journey because it's all work. You can have fun and still be disciplined. You can celebrate and still be working towards a goal. Put in mm. small benchmarks for yourself. After I've done 40 hours of work a week for my own business, not my primary job, but my own business, listen, 
I need to celebrate at the end of this week because that was something that was my goal to pump in this time. And I got to stop and think about it. Uh, my family did a big win celebration last year around this time in June. And it was just for everybody to come together and really appreciate some of the wins that they've had in their life. And you stop and pause for that and you stop and appreciate that. And that can be a part of what you have built in as your routine, uh, part of your discipline mm-hmm. and, and just get comfortable with the feats that you have. We can't be so temporarily, you know, distracted. And that's what I usually call them is distracted distractions that we don't understand that we have a goal to get to. And, and we'll look up and we've we've paid so much attention to these, to these distractions that our goal is light years ahead. And then we get defeated and don't even finish it. I'm with you on the fact that you have to get to a place where you prioritize especially your time because it's so valuable and then you execute. There is nothing nothing more irritating to me to have a goal, a dream. I write it down, I put it on paper and then I look at it a year later because I was shifting through an envelope or something and I'm like, oh, I never even followed up on that. Man, mm-hmm. that's defeating. It's mm-hmm. a waste of time. You're Now you're a year in because time not going backwards for us. We just got to get to a place where we understand that there is a process and we respect and appreciate that process because when that outcome gets there, the learning that you have from the process is going to make the outcome 10 times better and going to set you up for your next goal, your next your next appointment. Mm-hmm. And, and I like a lot of what you just said, and I, I practice that as well. Um, a lot of times I, I get caught up. Oh, by the way, the name of that book is The Way of the Seal that I was talking about before. It's a New York Times bestseller. And it's written by um, uh, a Navy SEAL and some of their practices that they went through to become who they are. So it's a it's a it's a huge psychological book, uh, mind over matter type of thing. But it has a lot of principles that's applicable to every walk of life. Um, And the guy actually he he tours the world doing uh, seminars for executives and and companies and organizations. So he's, he's turned into a business model. But it, it's applicable across all uh, areas of your life. But anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. Um, I, I've been there where I haven't taken a break, and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. You know, I, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. And most of that comes when you're looking out the window at others, right? You haven't been disciplined to write down what's important to you. You're not keeping a gratitude journal. You're not doing anything to track your progress. So all you see is everybody else just a sell and a sell and ascending, ascending. You're like, I'm not doing anything. Right. So what I've learned to do is just remove myself, document everything and just look back uh, on, on a monthly basis. So my business taught me that, though, but I apply it to my personal life. And, and and that's been huge for me because now you start to see the little small wins and those small wins add up to big time success over the years. Yeah, man. It's about, it's about your sacrifice. A, a lot of times we don't, I want us to get out of the notion that we, there is, we don't have to sacrifice things to get to better places. It, it is, I, we said it several times in this conversation already, you're going to have to leave something behind. You're going to have to sacrifice some things to get to your next level. If I'm saying as a business owner, you know, I want to be in the black my next three quarters, I, I can't ball like I'm in the red the, the, the next three quarters. I have to really sacrifice some things to make sure that I, I align my time to get out my goals. As a people, we for some reason think that if we don't 
if we want to get to something, we can just add it on to our current capacity. We don't have to adjust. That's that's a, a phantom myth. And if you don't have time to do things now, you adding things to your time won't allow you to do them, right? We already know that time is, is stacked in a way that we perceive it. So, you know, I, I love the book Scarcity that you made, that you um, made me take a look at. I think that it, it is an awesome way of looking at things. But in the sacrifice of what you're trying to do, you are going to have to let some things go. If we're saying we're working on a project, we wrote our goals out, and, and I don't have time to execute goal, execute the the benchmarks for for goal two, you have time, but you're using it on what you want to use it on. It has mm-hmm. to be something that you go back in, resketch your day out and see where you can get time. Man, I use my calendar like a safe haven. If it's on oh, my calendar, <laughs> if it's on my schedule, I'm going to make it there. Unless something prevented me from physically being there. And now in our time, mm-hmm. virtually being there, I'm there. And it's one of those things where now I know that I work that way. I have stuff on my personal and professional calendars that just make sure my day is outlined. I don't care what calendar it fall on. I just need to make my schedule. Oh yeah. You, and- <laughs> you have to have that because that's the only way it's going to happen or you're going to be inefficient. And we're all given a finite amount of time and we don't know when our time's up. So if you're not blocking stuff off on your calendar for business or personal, then you're not using your time efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, you know, to me, I'm a spiritual person. That, that, that's like a, a slap in the face to, to my creator and my God. You know, like you're giving me this beautiful life in this beautiful world, uh, uh, so to speak, and I'm not utilizing it efficiently. Right. We have all had those moments where we're growing up and you don't have a worry in the world and you're living like that. But you're supposed to grow out of that. <laughs> that's part of growing to be something greater. Right. But you got a lot of people that are still living in that world. I got a lot of people still living like they're they're still 20 years old, running around in a, a dorm room or a frat house. And that's their lifestyle. Day in, day out, drinking, you, you know, the club, this, this. I I love you from afar, but I can't be around that because it doesn't align with anything that I believe in or what I'm trying to do. And that's part of you got to leave some things behind. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's a spouse or 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 your significant other because they're not growing. You two aren't aligned and, and you're growing too fast and they're staying stagnant. So now you're just naturally bumping heads and disinterested in one another. I agree with you, man. And one thing, and, I, and I'm pointing towards it off of your comment, you're, you're right about your environment. Uh, one thing I can say about myself, and I, you know, I, I know exactly where I come from. I know where I was born. If I was, if I didn't have Milwaukee, Wisconsin in my in my forefront as far as where that's where I came from, I wouldn't even be the person I am today. But I have to know how that environment affects where I'm trying to go. And for people who are listening to this. Taking a real good look at your environment will help you identify things you need to sacrifice, let go, move from, adjust, change, however you want to look at it, because there are some things that you are involved with that don't help you point in the direction that you're trying to go. And now it'll always distract you from where you're trying to go. It'll hinder you. It'll be a barrier. And, and we have to be okay with looking at our environment and reassessing and being somebody who can stand up to the status quo or the normal way of doing things in your environment. There are going to be people that look at you sideways. There are going to be people that, and you fake, you, you're not real no more. You changed. All of the folks that have that conversation for you, they were meant to be sacrificed. I ain't going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Delete 
and block are a thing because we need to have access to be able to do it to some people who just don't fit into our quorum. And the same for us. If somebody needs to to go away from who I am or what I'm doing or what I got going on, I have to respect that in a choice of things. We got to get to a place where we can have a conversation about it. Sometimes it just takes a conversation for you to align some things for people and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And hopefully you can be a supporter in that. And, and if you can't, cool, I'll let you know the outcome and we both be okay with those things. It doesn't have to be a, a harsh finish, but your environment is a, a real big key driver into your success. It's a key driver into who you become. It's a key driver into the directions that you're going and you have to know how they impact you. Being in the know is really about knowing how your environment is either setting you up for success or hindering you from being the person you're trying to become. Mm -hmm. And and to piggyback off that, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. If that's the case, I need to change the room. Um, You're going to most likely be uh, like the five people that you're around the most. So if you think about that, you want to choose wisely. Um, You know, if I'm hanging around five millionaires, guess who's going to be the sixth, right? Because the conversations and the things that you now have access and exposure to are going to be like nothing other. But if I'm hanging around some guys that were doing the same thing we were doing when we were 19 years old, what can I possibly learn from them to better my life? Yeah. You know, we're steady living in the past and and we're reminiscing because you don't have anything relevant to say that's been going on these last few years. So and you can always tell when you get together with somebody and all they want to talk about, like, oh, you remember back when every story is a flashback, right? That, that's that's the number one signal right there that, you know, maybe this is your guy. Maybe you only see him on, on your birthday and Christmas or something like that. You know, this is not someone that should be in your rotation on a regular on a regular basis. I feel you, man. You know what? The, and this is an awesome talk. We I can take this talk in for hours. I can talk to you for hours, which, you know, um, I, I really before we even think before I even do an audience call. Is there anything any last minute? conversation, anything that you can think of that our folks, people, our listeners, subscribers, subscribers to that next play mentality, they just need to know. Any last comments about being in the know? Um, That is a great segue and transition. I think that everyone just need to take a look at themselves and be accountable. Uh, Start with a small goal. It doesn't, I'm not asking you to you know, be the best in seven areas out of your life, but at least identify those seven areas where you want to improve or however many areas. It's just starting a day by day, you know, say, okay, I'm going to make sure I eat less calories today and set a goal and a benchmark and just outline that. And whatever that is, just continue to do that because it gains momentum, it gains confidence, uh, and, and you start to vibe differently. Uh, once you start getting these small little victories, like w- someone once told me that the, the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning after you get dressed and all that is make your bed because you're seeing something being accomplished. Right. It doesn't matter how the rest of your day goes. You know that I made my bed perfectly. Or when I wake up in the morning, go to the gym, go hard in the gym, you leave the gym, you're feeling good. So even if the rest of my day goes badly, I had an accomplishment early in my day. And that's very important because you always want to win the day. So just find ways to win the day. Okay. I'm with you on that. Win the day. 
audience, you heard it here. You heard it here first. We're, we're looking for engagement. We're looking for folks who are willing to talk. We're looking for people who want to have conversations. Uh, there are dreams out there. There are ambitions out there. I, I talk about it and nauseam, you guys, that there is a purpose and a passion within each one of us. And regardless of who you are and what you want to do, you have to be in control of your momentum and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. We are looking for listeners who are ready to stop thinking small, who are who want to join the conversation and get something out of that conversation, capitalize on differences to turn them into successes, and, and really understand who we are and who we're trying to be and what that process looks like and appreciating that process so we can really understand and appreciate the outcome. So let's accept this process here. So so to all our listeners there, we want to make sure that you give us an opportunity to in, invite you into the conversation. And once you are, are in the conversation, we want you to talk to a few other people. We want to make sure that anybody who wants to be in the know are able to do that. We've had an opportunity to talk about you being in the know, you being set up for intentional momentum and movement in your own life. Uh, And you really owe it to yourself to see it through. Ask yourself, what's the very next play you can make? Until next time, I am Dr. Classic speaking with Jared McFarland, the financial champion. And this is Classic Talks. Let's talk about it.